0: Hello there The covers from our listeners The ones we didn't talk about before The unsuspecting victims Of poor playlist production We can forget that we fucked up if you want Yeah, you'll be on cover, me and we will see if you hit on this, this episode. We wish to make amends. We wish to make amends. you, miss you, we miss
1: you. miss
0: you, we miss you. Miss you. Well, we're, yeah. I cannot find for my playlist and time, my research lets me down always This tweet from our fans, links a new song, alerts me of my crime And looking back I counted, the amateur musicians Taking songs and making them sound sad I see acoustic guitars dude, and hear those damn pianos They're at least just be alright Please just be alright right. Go back in time And we'll all listen to The Cover Me back We
1: miss you, we you Go back you. in time
2: And we'll all listen into The Cover Me Backlog
1: We miss you, we miss you
0: That's right It's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs. There are many cover versions to find out which one is the best best version. But sometimes we screw up, and that's why we're doing a backlog episode. I am your host, as always, The Snake, (laughs) joined by my backing co-host...
1: Alex Mildenberger.
0: Alex Mildenberger, we just sang a song. Well, I did most of the singing, and it was Blink-182-style singing, so singing is a loose term.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just uh, turn up the compression on that, and we should be fine, right? That's all it takes.
0: Alex, how'd you feel about that?
1: I didn't do a whole lot. Um, It was a little off time for me, because we're not synced up perfectly, so it's a bit weird, and you came in, like, slightly unexpected. (laughs) Which, uh, I don't know, uh, made me giggle, just because... There's a mismatch, but, um, but I thought it worked.
0: Perfect. Great. Uh, and unwittingly relevant, because Blink-182 just announced their big reunion tour. Yeah, did they put out a single? They did, called Edging.
1: Yeah, I didn't listen to it.
0: I did. It sounds like Blink-182. Oh, that's good. And it is, of course, another, like, uh, Ticketmaster crisis. Same thing that happened with Bruce Springsteen, where tickets are just they're doing their dynamic pricing thing. Yeah, Blink-182 for me is not on the same level as Bruce
1: Springsteen. Yeah, not a bucket list thing like uh, you know. Yeah, um, I've
0: heard they're not a great uh live band anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, uh, I, guess I, could I think believe that. Tom DeLonge's vocals are not uh what they were in the 1990s. I imagine Travis Barker's still on point unless he's starting to suffer hardcore drummer disease, you know.
1: As they tend to, for putting their to. bodies through hell continuously.
0: Yeah. Uh, They're a show where if the opportunity arose and it didn't cost 500 US dollars, I might do it. But
1: Yeah, that's I'm, I mean, I was kind of hoping that something would change and Live Nation slash Ticketmaster would chill out a bit. But I don't know if that's... I don't know. We got to figure yeah, out no what the next hope. thing is. And it might just be not going to these big concerts anymore.
0: Yeah, it would, my, we're, I think we're returning to the underground. Everything's getting highly corporate. Which, uh, like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with. I've just got to get my underground legs on me, you know? Get my, uh, my miner's gear out and get in there. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't
1: have visibility in there. But, like,
0: it wouldn't be the worst thing. No, it wouldn't be the worst thing to feel around. See what you, see what you can find. Um, but speaking of, uh, you know, digging things up, the past, Alex... Uh, One of the biggest remarks we get on this show is, not surprisingly, why didn't you guys talk about this version? How could you miss out on this song? It's like... <laughs> We're banging these out every week, and <laughs> our uh, our production on Playlist is pretty slapdash at the best of times, is the honest answer.
1: That is the honest answer. Um, That's the truth. And sometimes, uh, like... The different artists don't necessarily mean that much to us like we don't know much about them so maybe there's a artist that's significant to you that that we didn't talk about and it, we would like to talk about it. So I'm glad we got these um, suggestions for alternate versions. But like an artist that would not pique our interest at all. And someone else is like, but that's my favorite
0: or whatever. Yeah, it's my favorite. And so, yeah, it is like uh, we've put ourselves in another scenario. There's another reason this is the worst podcast idea ever. One, nobody likes <laughs> covers. Two, nobody <laughs> likes the covers we're talking about. They all have a their idea of what should be on the show. But I think this episode concept is a great way to work around that issue.
1: I hope so, yeah.
0: I hope so. Um, Alex, how did it feel going back, kind of kind of taking a trip down memory lane? I mean, I like all these songs,
1: so it was mm-hmm. cool to listen to them some more. You
0: Absolutely. know, and,
1: and like maybe I'm showing my hand early, but like they didn't, people didn't suggest bad versions or, or unenjoyable versions. You know?
0: Yeah, there's, uh, I think there's something to love in all of these versions. Some I like a lot more than others. But uh, we will get into that, Alex. And while we're doing a looking back episode, where we're kind of making amends, uh, any any cover me regrets, anything not related to talking about these songs we're talking about today that you'd like to set the record straight on? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, th- like things I said that I things regret. I, yeah,
0: <laughs> probably. I don't remember what I said. This honestly. isn't a gotcha moment. I don't have like weird statements. <laughs> but but to you bring did up. say <laughs> this
1: about the. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so you still
0: stand by this? You're like, oh fuck.
1: Oh fuck um yes i'm really uh at at this point i've really really um just soured on on nazism i don't know i just um something (laughs) changed yeah um there's i mean whenever you're putting these lists together there's so many we have to Cut because we just can't do them all. There's, we don't have the time. For sure. You know? And and that always sucks, especially when you're like, I really want to do this one or like one of these two, but really I'm doing this one. So like, I don't want to have all these ones or somewhere it's like, it would be interesting to have it, but it's seven minutes long. I don't oh, really yeah. want to, like, I don't have the energy for that this week or something like that.
0: Yeah. Sometimes we have to kill, I think, versions we would really like to talk about. I took Patty Smith off the Pastime Paradise one a few weeks back. Because I was like, we just don't have, like, there's not enough of an angle here, and there's not any real reason to talk about it beyond me liking Patti Smith. So sometimes you take out the version you love the most.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you try to keep big names in, or mm-hmm. I do, just because I'm like, oh, Don Henley did this or whatever. But it's like, eh, it's not really interesting to talk about.
0: Yeah, So like Don Henley did this yeah. live at some casino. and You're like, oh, it's <laughs> sounds about as improvised as that.
1: Yeah so it it just doesn't always work out. But, I mean, uh, probably most of these didn't come up. Like, I don't recognize most of these. Maybe one or two, but...
0: I recognize, I think, just the first one we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And, hey, there's no need to mince words here. Let's get into it. So we're starting with what was suggested to us by Ruby Swan. Follow her on YouTube to see her music, listen to it um this is get what you give originally by the new radicals this is by felix cartel in the year of our lord 2017
2: you've got the music in you don't let go you've got the music in you one dance left this world is gonna pull true don't give up you've got a reason to live again.
1: yeah and like i don't want to put too much emphasis on something that doesn't matter but Please. they took the first you out of the title. That's right. They did. Just get what you give. Now you get what you give.
0: It is just get what you give. Just it's, you know get what? some is it's what it's a, uh, a real Facebook move. Makes is it, it cleaner. A Facebook move? Take, take the the out.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Take the, the classic. Out. Take the first preposition? No. Article?
0: People are dying to hear about this, Alex. Is it a preposition or an article? <laughs>
1: Um, that was not my strongest part of the, not a preposition. Okay, it's none of those things. Um, don't worry about it. The first I word. Not, Let's call it a word. I was word. never worried Let's about call it a, it. Word. <laughs> That's a word. It's yeah, it a word. Yeah, that was
0: not my strong point in English language arts. Fair enough. Word so, Alex, this is a person called. What's their name? Taylor, spelt funny. D Dacher D- 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 Taylor. I don't know. D- There you go. Canadian DJ, EDM producer. Uh, And this version was called Infectious by Billboard.
3: Yeah, would you call it Infectious? Are you Billboard? Uh,
0: I am Billboard. You know what? A bit catchy, I'll say. Um, Yeah. As to why I didn't put it on, because I was aware of it. I had listened to this in the car with Ruby some years ago when it was out on the radio. Mm. And I think I just didn't put it on because it was a dance version. I think...
1: We can sometimes ignore dance versions or be like, like, well, we've
0: already got a dance
1: version. We don't need another one, which is maybe um, dismissive, you know, (laughs) because there's so many different things within what we would call dance music. So many genres and and stuff. Um, But it's just that we just don't know that much about it. No, that's fair.
0: And we've done versions where we've fucked it up and put on, or at least I've fucked it up, and put on like three back-to-back dance versions, and they're all pretty similar. Yeah, that's true. So it's you can have both, right? Where you lean too far on either side of the the seasoning of dance remixes in a list. Yeah, definitely. So this one doesn't talk about beating up Marilyn Manson, so it's automatically an F-minus.
1: Yeah, less aggressive. Um the f- I think in terms of like the feeling it elicits. Mm-hmm. I think I think it works pretty well and and is similar to the original. Obviously, it's using the original as a basis, so it has that. But part of it is is the way it does the music, which is quite different. It's a
0: lot more like synth focused. Yeah, um, a lot of emphasis on that chopped up robo voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boy, yeah, boy, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh, and it kind of has, like, it's dance version. It's got its own sections of it's time to dance. We'll do our little riff thing, you know? Right. That I often associate with trop pop, but it's not exclusively that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely in that vein, though, right? Just because, yeah, the, the way it sounds, you know. Yeah, the tone is very trop pop. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the it's...
1: album artwork. Oh, yeah. Look at that shit. I think. It's like a little sunset, uh, small text sunset. Um, but I think it also evokes the feeling, and we talked about this way back, way back, <laughs> yeah, in the original episode, For You Go, You Give. And that is, um, that song talks about and has a feeling of being about like kind of this, this time at night when it's very late mm. and like most things are closed. And it's not necessarily much to do, but then you have this restless feeling of needing to do something. So it's like, what do you do? And it's like, be a hooligan kind of thing. And right. I think that fits in with a lot of the like dance party. Because oftentimes these shows are very late at night and go to very early in the morning or Right, whatever. so you play
0: this and it's like, yeah, there's nowhere else to be, yeah. but you're like here. Is,
1: and, and you feel welcomed in the
0: group or whatever. Yeah, and like the city is asleep except for you and this, yeah. this group of people. So yeah, it feels that's... like this
1: kind of exclusive thing, special thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe we should briefly summarize the original, which you just basically did, but yeah, it's a 1990s piece. It is about it's, it's it has to do with like yeah, one, particularly the verse about running around at 4am downtown, has to do with that like isolated in a big city feeling, but making the most of of being alive there's also concepts of morality brought in here god's flying in for your trial um to to be very basic and dumb it's a real 90s piece where everything seemed just <laughs> right except for a few things and that's like kind of what the song is addressing
1: yeah and those few things are mostly that parents don't understand
0: parents don't understand yeah and that but also there's the idea because get what you give he's like you've got a you've got to put in the effort bro to to make life happen is a re- it's a real carpe diem piece.
1: Yeah, you you have it inside of you, but you need to put in the effort. Yeah,
0: and you should kick the shit out of Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and also Hanson, I think Man. as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, Hanson, Marilyn Manson,
0: Beck, Beck, Beck and Hanson. Yeah, something, something. Marilyn Manson, come around, we'll kick your asses. Yeah, not present in this version.
1: Do I have the lyrics up? I probably have the lyrics up somewhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: Here we so. Go. Um the uh Courtney Love Courtney Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson. Yeah, 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 yeah Okay, yeah. that's the other one. Again, not present here. No. But uh what is present here? Hand snaps, baby. Oh so, yeah, yeah, you yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. you broke it down into like there's the verse where we're doing the song and then we we chorus up into dance mode, right?
1: Yep, like that, you know, that kind of stuff. Drops down into the verses, gets the singing going on with the little like, spacey chords, and then, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's altered the structure, but it feels pretty seamless, you know? Yeah. Fits all together. It's very smooth. And, uh, yeah, there's a bit cut out, but it's maybe not the more important parts, because, I mean, that bridge where they do talk about Marilyn Manson, Quirinley Love, they also, like... List stuff about like health insurance and FDA, FDA. big bankers <laughs> buying cloning yeah. while you're
0: multiplying, and, like, big
1: money and like all that stuff. um That was that were kind of modern issues in 1999, mm-hmm. but or whenever it was, you know. I think it was '96
0: when it came out, but yeah. Was it? I th-
1: oh
2: my
0: gosh,
1: gosh, I thought it was later '98. Oh, was it '98 on Genius? Okay, well, that anyway, be... in the late 90s,
0: <laughs> to be fair, yeah, um,
1: but wouldn't make sense in a feel good dance track in 2017.
0: Yeah, exactly. They really cut out what's not useful to them and keep the remainder. You're right, 1998. So, yeah, it is the issues of the time, and they, they decided to, but they even leave in that God's coming in for your trial line, which is like a bit of like fat they probably couldn't cut off because they're like, well, we're using this verse about being up at 4 a.m.
1: True, and that kind of works with the feeling I got
0: from the song. Yeah, and I mean, for a dance track, people aren't listening to that line.
1: No, but it does, I mean, you can still talk about, like, um, like there's still some aspect of like social class struggle. Oh, yeah. And the bad, rich gods flying in for your trial. It does do, I think it fits.
0: Fair, sure, sure. I'll allow it. Um, what I like about the vocals here is that they Billy Joel their echoes. Cause, uh, on the original, oh, it's like, you cannot notice. see the light. And then on backing, it goes, light. Whereas this one, it's like, you cannot see the light, light. <laughs> They're doing their own. <laughs> do your own vocals. Do your
3: own
1: vocal echoes, I should say. Yeah,
0: do, be your own backing vocals.
3: That's the way to do it, man.
0: That is the way to do it. Um yeah, what I say am I billboard Alex? Do I think this is infectious a bit?
1: Yeah. It yeah, I mean it's it's got a nice little um nice little melody to it and then like you mentioned the the chopped up bit you can Yeah, that's the
0: real dance hook. So yeah. when they do the chorus, it's first just piano and vocals and like some some bass hits being like, "Don't let go, you got music in you." And then we start to hear the the like can tortured fairy Robot come in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tortured
0: fairy robot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the the drum beat that comes in there is like a steel drum synth, like it's very drop pop.
1: Yeah, that's really that drop
3: feeling. Or like Big xylophone or
0: something, some kind
3: of like vibraphone. Like, oh yeah. It's definitely, I mean, there's also, you know,
1: those drums, they're like metal and they're kind of like, they're like a turtle shell shape and each shell segment is like a different, it's tuned to a different note kind of thing. And you just, so, you know, it's that kind of a sound. Right. I don't know if it's anything specific.
0: Yeah, I couldn't tell you for sure. So we break down again for the verse It comes back to that sort of like laid back arrangement. Um, it's, a, it's a fairly pop structure here so the second time around on the chorus I think we go bigger a little dance break around, uh, actually we get a nice like uh, breakdown at like 220 where things get kind of filtered back and then we do another build, we get some hand claps in the back the screaming tortured robot fairy comes back <laughs> who's the screaming oh in the background the. Okay, I was like, "What are you talking about? What is a
1: screaming tortured robot fairy?" Okay, I found it. I hear it.
0: I like that screaming tortured robot robot fairy. fairy? Anytime they use it in songs, I'm pretty much instantly sold on it. I'm like, screaming tortured robot fairy. What if we just tortured a robotic fairy for pleasure? (laughs) They're robots, so you can do that. You can do that. They don't actually feel. We just programmed them to feel (laughs) pain. They don't actually feel pain. But uh, yeah, that's this one in a nutshell. We get some Oz in the back near the end. We break down and we get, like, it ends on just, like, your kind of quiet stuff. It's pretty classic for 2017, I think.
1: That makes sense to me. But I wasn't alive yet in 2017.
0: That's true, Alex. (laughs) Speaking of robot fairies. I
1: was was cloned in 2018. (laughs) That's right.
0: By the FDA. Yeah. Alex, there's a music video for this too. There is
1: a music music video for this one. Um, it's me... about young love. It is about young love. Um, it seems to be, I don't know. I feel like this song has more complex themes than just a relationship. Yeah, and it's a bit. I don't know. I didn't. Well,
0: you're talking about the danceification of this song in in music video form as well. I as guess. Music
1: yeah, I guess you're right. Simplification. Yeah, it's simplified. And then but then there's also the strange evolution. elements.
0: So we yeah, it's yeah, it's the Devo concept, man. Yeah.
1: So I mean, of course, this is acceptable because it's inevitable.
0: It is it's inevitable. God damn, Devo has changed my fucking life. <laughs> like, just their whole idea. I'm like, everywhere I go, I see it. I'm like, fuck, Devo was right. Like, how do I live <laughs> knowing that? The guys who made Whip It are like, eh, it's all there. <laughs> It's all going to shit. I'm like, you can't, that can't be real, Devo. It is, but that said. Why Mark? (laughs) Why Mark? Motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) But that said, I think this is a pretty good production music video. I think there's some good elements here. Um, Some of it's a little cliche, maybe. Some of it's also just confusing. The lighting. So it starts at a house party. We get the title, very cinematic. It's like Felix Cartel presents get what you give. And this dude is at this house party getting a beer from a guy with m- m- tattoos on his face and neck. That's what we see of him. Yeah. He gives him the beer and he drinks it and spits it out cuz he's Immediately. just like, "Whoa, that tastes bad." Oh, I guess he spits on the guy.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why he him. gets punched. And um, so he returns to the main party room and that's where the music starts and we really take off.
1: People are looking at him. He's got a black eye and some blood on his nose. Blood on I his thought maybe at first do I did I was impatient, so I skipped over the punch. So I was like, oh, his nose is bleeding because he's a an horny anime character.
0: Ah. Uh. But no. No. Not even he's a, a little a, bit. just a horny regular guy. He's so he like, makes eye contact with the, his love interest, the, the yeah. female, the only female at this party, let's be clear.
1: Uh, that I can see, yeah. That
0: I can see. And so as far as we know, no other women here.
1: Oh wait! No, in the background. Go to like thirty seconds.
0: Okay, I'm going to thirty seconds. I definitely
1: see a tank top. It's a little. Oh yeah, you know what? I see it. So there are two women at this party. Two
0: women. Score. Score. And you know what? That woman is talking to another woman. We're at three women.
1: Oh damn. Oh yeah. Did we? Did we just? Did did we
0: just perform women erasure by not seeing women in the background? Yes, Alex. Are we canceled? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, pack it up.
0: Let's go home. Go home. I'm folks.
1: already home. You're already um, home.
0: You made it. So they make eyes at each other, and yeah. then we, we fucking shoot smash cut to her in her foot bath yeah. in her plant infested room.
1: She's got a lot of plants. She's got a small bed.
0: Small bed. Plants. And a,
1: a little basin for her feet. Feet um, basin.
0: The moon is out.
1: And, and then the moon is out. I didn't see the moon.
0: This is, she looks out the window. The moon's out there. Oh, damn. The moon is outside. Cut to, then, the dude. He's eating cereal. He loves Alien. We know because he's got an Alien poster on his wall. Yeah. He also likes plants. He doesn't love plants. He's got a couple plants. Three plants I see in the shot. He's not wearing a shirt. She's not wearing pants. The perfect couple.
1: Yeah, it kind of cuts back and forth between them and their apartments. Yeah. Um, and then... There's a little ship in his cereal. There is a little ship in his cereal. Is it a relationship?
0: Hey, hey Alex. <laughs> Must be, because who comes a knocking at his door but her?
1: But unnamed woman.
0: Yeah, she comes. He opens the door. He's wearing a, a shirt that says the end is near. Um, she looks like they, her bangs are wet, but the rest she, her, of her bangs hair is are not.
1: wet. Why? I don't know.
0: And then. Boom, once we hit that synth, it's just shots, shots, she's dancing, they're hanging off the fences, bicycling, they're hanging out on a dock, they're in a car together, he's sleeping on her. They're Stur- doing
1: rom- romantic They are roaming
0: and calming. Some, some, some calm. Calm, yeah. yeah, she did a little cheeky face there, we got flowers, boom, of course, plants. Dude, they're doing like cute relationship stuff. He's wearing glasses, she takes the glasses off of him. What?
1: He can't see. He
0: can't see she puts him in a meditative pose and that gives him the ability to shoot lasers we see an explosion um she's the, they're are on the bed uh eventually we get shots of him like super large looking through her apartment window and then it turns out he's in her terrarium like there's a lot of just like woo trippy stuff going on so like fun shots an otherwise pretty basic love story. The big at twist one point here being. after that, she kisses him and he's like, what? So it's like, wait, they weren't in a relationship? Before yeah, it's like, that? what order are we seeing things in here? Maybe we're supposed to look at the costumes as well because there's a shot of them speaking into tin cans and she's, I think, got her wet bangs from that first shot where they.
1: Oh, he's so wearing it's not a different perfectly shirt chronological. Then.
0: It's not perfectly. This is Pulp Fiction, Alex.
1: He's also a painter?
0: Yeah, also floating apples. Floating think apples? about that. Maybe he's painting the apples. so he's Maybe. I think you can see the real. apples on his shot. On his, uh, his canvas, rather.
1: Okay. There's another bit that mm-hmm. might... See, I thought it was at Christmas because she's wearing a red sweater and there's little lights. But...
0: And there's the fairy lights. No, that's uh, just poor people's apartments.
1: That's Alex. just fairy lights. <laughs> um, but here's a fun story. They're communicating with tin can phones,
0: but his string isn't taut. Oh, so it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. He can't hear anything. That's why he's struggling. That's why he fell asleep. (laughs)
1: Probably. Her string is taut. But he's like, yeah, whatever. When's she going to talk to me? And she's like, I don't hear
0: anything. And he falls asleep. So yeah, we get all these beautiful shots. Apples falling from the sky. or No, they're not falling. They're just... We get shots of them in beds. Thinking. Camping. On a beach. Off a beach. Him looking in through the window at her sleeping. Then he's in the terrarium. Still looking at her sleeping, but he's he's small now, before he was large.
1: So there's a and lot of then,
0: stuff. A lot of stuff, and then we cut back to the party. And she, like, oh, touches his it didn't head. happen. Or is going to happen, or has already happened, or will happen. Or they just imagined it. Or they just imagined it, but she gives him a little kiss.
1: But, yeah, this seems to be like, oh, there's something in their future.
0: Yeah, because I think when we watched that, uh... Like, even that start of their relationship as they're kind of, like, bashfully deciding to knock on his door. Yeah. So, I, t- I feel like it takes place. But the thing is, he also doesn't look beat to shit when they first meet up again. So, like, clearly it's not the night after this party where he got punched out for speaking. But it is love him. at first sight. It is love at first sight. I don't think we're supposed to pull, like, oh, if only. I think it's supposed to be, <laughs>
1: yeah, like... Yeah, I wasn't getting if only, but I was just... My thought was, like, it was... I guess, imagined, not necessarily false,
2: mm, but like, but yeah. this is
1: what it could be. And then it's like, oh, now it's starting.
0: Oh, huh? that's uh-huh. where we're going. It's working
1: out. So I didn't get like a negative, like, oh, but actually it didn't happen. And they're really yeah, it sad. Seemed like hopeful. Maybe like it's
0: supposed to be like, like, cheer up, buddy. You got punched out, but you're going to get the girl. Yeah. But she kissed your forehead. So that's. She cool. kissed your forehead. So, Alex, that's this song. That's the yeah, music it is. video. Um, Knowing that, Would you, knowing the songs we covered forget What You Gave 100 Years Ago, would you call this version the best, worst, or Uh, weirdest? Does it dethrone anything for you? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think it does for me either, but I do respect it. Pretty good cover. Thank you, Ruby Swan. Next comes a suggestion from Sir John Snow on Twitter. Follow him on Noiseberry Games on YouTube. Yeah. John Bell said, I want to hear a version of Your Love by IC Stars in the year 2015. Uh, hey, before we hit the song here, it turns out Icy Stars has two different versions of your love. Uh, and the version we're talking about is not the one John actually recommended, so... Whoops. Sorry about that, John. Uh, here's this version for you. Maybe we'll catch the other version on another installment of the Cover Me Backlog. Oops.
2: Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over.
1: We're he is. About it. And here it is. We're going to talk about it. Let me tell you. Tell me. This is uh, a group. Icy Stars, you said. Apparently, yes. it's, their, their genre is called electronic horror. Electronic horror. Um, that said, I didn't get much electronic from this? Or I get that's like hardcore mixed with electronica? That's
0: metalcore mixed with electronica. Metalcore elements. mixed with electronica.
1: So like, I didn't get a lot of electronica out of this. Yeah. Which is fine, you know. They play the genres, it's just one song. Yeah, I got a lot of like, cinematic
0: elements from this. And almost like, folk would you elements say, like, too. like,
1: post-hardcore, pop-punk, emo, and metalcore?
0: If that would get these people off my fucking back, I'll say anything. <laughs> But no, I I would. I don't know. I would call this your your boomer dad would call this emo music because he heard the word once in 2006, and that sticks with him. Um, that's a broad umbrella. It's a bit of that. It's a bit of that. So it starts out very acoustic. There's a very slow build on this one. It does the kind of like switch up trick about one one and a half minutes in.
1: Yeah, this is a lot based around the build. Um. So, the song itself, Your Love. Um, about cheating. About cheating in a relationship. Or either attempting to and being rejected or actually doing it and regretting it.
0: Yeah. Or maybe a and bit being of rejected both of those. being rejected as well. Yeah. Some
1: combination of those. Um, and sort of trying to justify it to yourself. Or the main character just adjusting. Yeah, where himself. he's like
0: screaming at the other person yeah. kind of in the end, and but like really kind of screaming to himself, being like, No, it's fine that I did this. Yeah. I don't have many friends. You're like, okay, bud. I'm um, lonely. A uh, great fucking track. I love this. Song. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: I heard it on the radio not too long ago and I was like,
0: damn, I forgot how much I like this song. Yeah, it's really fucking catchy.
1: Um and oh. I think this is a pretty good cover of it.
0: Yeah, pretty good. I've got a question right off the bat though. Sure. Does he say, and Josie's on a vacation far away, or does he say aunt Josie? I hope he doesn't say aunt. <laughs> that would be very <laughs> silly. Implying he's fucking his aunt. No, like, cause I wonder, yeah. And also that'd be crazy. Wouldn't you just say like, my mom's on a vacation far away. I'm wondering if they are trying to imply, like kind of move away from the cheating and put like a, a teenage love story vibe on this. There I, is a little pop punk energy in here as well.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear that syllable. It's there. When I listened to it, but it is there. I think he says and.
0: Right. Or maybe he's just like, mm, this is some. Mm, Josie. Yeah, it might be just his like warm up note. Yeah, you're right. He just
1: needs to make a nasal sound. Right. Um,. But what does the song itself sounds like? Well, well, it starts very low. You know, yeah, very low, very gentle, light piano, mm-hmm. clean guitar. It does a lot of that like reverse note,
2: yeah, thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and like sparse chords.
0: Yeah, the most uh, gentle drums with like a tambourine hit at <laughs> the
1: yeah, like slow ballad, and they mash the first two verses together. Yeah, so um, it is. I mean, that's a fairly poppy thing to do, double length first verse, or like, mm-hmm. or just don't go into the chorus quite yet, you know? Anticipation. That's right. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and then, and it continues very low. The chorus, I would say, cuts down even lower, you know? Drums cut out. Yeah. Um, and that's, there's only two lines in the chorus. Would they actually reverse them? Does that mean anything? Probably not. Probably not. Um... And then it starts to build. Most of the build happens in the bridge section.
0: That's right. Um, it's the best we get for build in the verse is like a, I don't know if that's the guitar or piano that comes in that. Down, down,
1: down, down, down. Like a little bit. And then some moments where the vocals get doubled. Yeah. Um,
2: you know what, do
0: anything for ya? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, line. <laughs> that line. Oh man! Uh, I mean, it, it, the the voice is very much in line with all the genres we've been talking about: pop, mm-hmm. emo, uh, post-hardcore sound. Um, so if you can't stand that, you can't stand this song. Um, yeah,
0: but I I, um, I don't mind. I don't mind it. And so <laughs> where the song picks up, we got a, like a one yes. minute and eleven seconds in the slow zone here. Actual like tempo increase in the bridge. Yeah.
1: Um. And there's even like, there's a guitar in the bridge that's like kind of twangy.
0: Yeah, that's even. the thing is like, we, we almost get like folk slash country elements in here. And it's like,
1: like briefly, it's almost like, yeah. like it's moving across the spectrum from like the slower ballad into, and I mean, the end of the build is it's more of that like post hardcore, I guess, end. I guess. Um, cause yeah, like, the and then like, twang they, apparently, there's somewhere mm-hmm. between point A and point B, that is just like a little bit country <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then they kind of go past that
0: and well those drums too it's like a real clacker with some <laughs> cinematic toms behind as
1: they it. as they build it up yeah yeah and those are all strange. like going faster and faster and faster
0: yeah that's a good trick where it starts just going <laughs> yeah um and
1: then it's at that point like as you sing the bridge gets to the end Where you Mm kind of get this split vocal track, because now you have this clean and now unclean vocals, which is the real term. Still not a Look it up. I don't know. I think (laughs) it's funny. But also, it is what... I'm feeling! Yeah, so you got one track of each at the same time. And then when you move into the next verse is when he's actually doing the, like,
0: screaming. Yeah. It's full-on, like, pop punk. Yeah.
1: Which I think, like, does a pretty good job of following the arc of the song, because the song is him trying to, like, justify this to himself and talking about it, and he really by the end is fairly unhinged.
0: Yeah, just because you're right, that don't mean I'm wrong is a key line, and yeah, he's screaming that. So yeah, it moves from that tender, like, hey, come on over. Aunt Josie's not here. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, flips through the the bridge, and the bridge does a great idea of that, like, rising tension where everything starts speeding up. So like, in terms of the dynamics on this cover, it is actually
3: pretty strong. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um,
1: I also kind of... Once they get into that verse, they're kind of at the level of the start of the original. Mm -hmm. That was kind of cool. So like, they start very low, but then they build to the original and then kind of get intense.
3: Yeah.
0: And you have the return of these big toms too, and like... Clangy cymbals on the drums. It's not what I expected from the genres they're pulling from, the, the sort of genre feel. No, yeah, I mean, had.
1: I wouldn't. I don't know much about metalcore,
0: but I understand that it's metal at its core.
1: But there's not much <laughs> metal in here
0: to mm-hmm.
1: my ears or no. electronica. So I don't know about genre. Maybe it's meaningless, but. There's definitely some elements of the other
3: things listed in this track, and I think they're used pretty effectively. Yeah. Now, Alex, it fades out.
0: does a little guitar arpeggio. We get the I don't wanna I
3: don't
2: wanna! I don't
0: wanna! They do. They do that. Um, here's a question, Alex. Does is this, is this top, does this steal the throne for any of the versions we talked about on that episode? See, I should've I should've You should've looked up. Looked yeah, no, up. I understand. Because I Alex. didn't. It's, um,
1: I think it has it,
0: it would be in the running I think it would be in the running I think it's got some, I, I quite some enjoyed strong vibes here so Alex for your information the version you picked was by the butchies it's oh, called yeah. uh, let's yeah, What is? I don't
3: remember even talking about it oh it's like a kind of similar to this oh real tender it's but like it if we stays ju- low, stayed low.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely, I I I really do think it would be in the running against that. That's yeah. fair.
0: Mine was a little bit of like a uh, just a straight pop punk version. But oh. yeah, I think if we had talked about this during it, mine was by I think Saw Loser. <laughs> no less than Jake, and it's a one minute and thirty seconds. Oh, the quick one, yeah, yeah, which definitely speaks to my uh, my instincts, maybe still more than this but uh, yeah, solid version good recommendation, John Yeah. Um, this too. next one comes recommended by me, not even because I think it's a good version, just because it came out the week after we talked about this song and that <laughs> pissed me off So this is Heart of Glass by Miley Cyrus in 2020 <laughs> Heart of Glass. Heart of Glass. This is from the iHeart Music Festival, I believe.
1: Yeah, iHeart. Yeah. Like, I guess Apple does it because it's Maybe. like a lowercase i. I
0: don't know. Yeah, there's a point where the i became kind of just like synonymous with an era. I think. True, more it than could just Apple
1: just be made up, uh, or like
0: not have anything to do with plastic hearts. So this is Miley Cyrus doing karaoke live on stage, is how I feel. Do <laughs> karaoke. Um,
1: this is really close, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the big difference here is she's shouting.
0: She's pretending to be Joan Jett.
1: Um, oh, is that what it is?
0: I don't know if that's like her full-on intention, but I feel like that's who she's drawing on.
1: Okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, just like co- comparing it to the original, uh, which the original by Blondie, uh, which we should maybe talk about Let's it's talk very about that. like
0: the disco song soft, as it was right? first yeah it's known. the disco
1: yeah. song um, the distinctive part being like the intro yeah. on the drums um, which they
0: kind of do yeah yeah and then of course the other part is that distinctive like synth loop
1: yeah they have what sounds like a sample of the original cuz it sounds exactly tick 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 the the beat. Um and the song itself Yeah, I mean the so- the story is where right they once had a love and it thought it was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't, yeah. There was mistrust and there was bad things and I was blind and, and it was blinded by out love, well. turned
0: out to be a bad thing. Uh sometimes yeah. the lyric is it was a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah. Um
0: so yeah, it's a person who's who's out of a romantic relationship and is like I'm glad to be out of it, kind of like one time I did that, probably not doing it again, let me tell you.
1: Yeah. And the the way Debbie Harry sings it in the original is like I did I say this? Very soft? Very, very soft, like, very spacey. Out,
2: and I had a heart of glass. Yeah.
1: So like, and then there's parts of the song that are like so. Soft, like they almost you lose them. Like the mm-hmm. like there's a line riding high on love's true bluish light that like I never knew. Like
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, like stuff. So it, it it's a very different delivery.
0: Yeah, it's very like dreamy okay, overall. To, uh Miss uh
1: Miss Miley Cyrus. Miss Miley Miss, Cyrus. Miss Miley Cyrus?
0: Yeah, she used to give this her, her all as like a hard rock performance. Which Yeah, and she does a good job. Yeah, it's... She can sing. Like, technically fine.
3: But I I definitely get why you'd be
1: more on the aggressive, angry side. mm -hmm. If this
0: was the situation you were in. Right, and she uses the pain in the ass line, because she's like, mm, check that out. Yeah, she digs into that.
1: So, like, I believe that Miley Cyrus can perform this song. After seeing this. Sure, yeah. she performs it for 100%. Um, but there's not much else going I mean, not much else going on here. It's kind of like and when it, you talk it, about like Spotify singles. Yeah. Where it's, it's like, just eh, like eh, it doesn't seem like there was a ton of thought necessarily that went into this. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, what if I Joan
0: Jet this as hard as I can and maybe that'll be yeah. enough to make a compelling cover? And the answer is no. It's yeah, not, not really. that compelling beyond that. Like, it's fine. And if I heard yeah. her do it live mm-hmm. at iHeart Festival. Of course, I'd be cool. like, oh, cool. But yeah. But it's yeah, so ultimately, pretty boring. Version. Yeah, and I don't think it... uh Let's see if it beats out the worst version that we talked about. Oh, it was Acoustic Duo. Oh, this is tough. Ooh, no, I think Jess and Matt might still be worse.
3: Is that who I had for worse as well?
0: I, I would be willing to bet, Alex. Yeah. But that's that. Miley Cyrus, let's talk about Dizzy in the year 2020 doing This Must Be the Place. Oh, I've got plenty of time.
2: Oh, there's light in your
0: eyes. Yeah, Dizzy. Canadian indie pop band from Oshawa, Ontario. Oshawa? It's got to be Oshawa, right? Don't, don't ask me. Don't ask Alex. Well, um, shallow, don't ask shallow. me either. Yeah, uh, so they're like a little Cynthia Poppy band. Let's talk about Talking Heads. Yeah, this must oh, be this the place. Oh, this one comes, sorry, this comes recommendation of Greta James. Follow her on Poppy Threads Pop Up on Instagram. Thank you, Shout to out.
3: Greta James. Greta James. Dizzy. Dizzy. Talking, Heads. Talking Heads. This must be the place. This must be the place phenomenal love song. I really like
1: this song. Me too. Um the the original song um David Byrne who wrote it has said that he was like trying to make a song that wasn't like sarcastic that was mm-hmm. just earnest about being a love song. Um and like nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he's just like what if I was just honest about things or like at least sounded honest and wasn't just like But there's this other thing that makes it, that undermines it, like, without undermining himself. Um, And, yeah, I really like, really like this song.
0: Yeah, so you still get this, like, not straightforward way of thinking that he has, these very strange lines.
1: That's true. There's some weird lines, like, talking about, like, um, uh, you've got a face with a view, fun Mm -hmm. line, things like that, and, like... uh, Just an animal looking for a home, share the same space for a minute minute or or two. That's the next line. That I just—I'm just going to list the whole song now. You could list Um, the whole song,
0: but it is like it is a very unusual love song, while still being genuine. Feel very neat (laughs) and like cozy. And yeah, and backed by some of the most just like yeah cozy synth and simple melodies. You can put naive melodies, even (sighs) yeah. And it's, yeah, beautiful song. Just beautiful. Um, So, yeah, when any cover comes up here, it's tough. I gave this to Sean Colvin when we were doing the, the initial one because it was a very, like, tender piece. And that seems to be the real approach that works here. And I think what Dizzy does here is similar to what Sean Colvin does, but in a more modern, kind of soft, synthy context.
1: Yeah, they've really got the, like, warm feeling down. Uh, this is something they recorded over like COVID lockdown times. So it's their, mm-hmm. like basement covers album, which is that a, is that a Dylan reference basement tapes? I don't know, but they be. also literally recorded these covers in their basement. Probably. Yeah. Um,
0: so it could be a coincidence. It so,
1: could be a coincidence. <laughs> like it's just a description of what it is. Um, but, yeah, it, it does feel more modern in that, like, it's kind of, like, synthy, and, and there's more of that, like, spacey, ambient stuff. And um, it's very, like, lo-fi sounding, but in, like, the deliberate lo-fi way of modern recording.
0: Yeah, deliberate lo-fi, real focus tape on ambiance. The vocals are very echoes. soft and quiet, close mic, <sighs> although they
1: do get a little more involved as it goes.
3: Yeah. So
1: there's Any, a lot of that sounds and a lot of those kinds of sounds in and uh, even like one like synth that's kind of random sounding. Yeah. The second chorus, kind of doing a, you know, it's, it's random. Real, like, it random is random. It's,
0: it like starts out empty this track with just like an ambiance synth sustain oh, it fills up. and then it yeah it starts filling in with these different elements. You get a little bit of guitar, and then we get a little bit of, like, drum click-a-clack in. It's very sticky drums yeah, on this when it comes in. it mostly just sticks until, like, the second verse. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you do get your doubling on vocals and things like that. It's a very, like, ambient piece that just ups the amount of space we're filling as we go on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an effective, like, we always talk about builds in songs, mm-hmm. and, like, a I was trying to think of like trying to like analyze my own mind of like is how would I judge some, uh, a build I liked versus one I didn't like? Mm. But I feel like it's not, it's not inherently good or bad on its own.
0: Right. It's just you a know? technique, right? It's, just it's like how you, you use it. You make
1: it. a build and like if it serves the rest of the song, then it's positive. And if it doesn't, then it's negative. And that's very dependent on context. So for sure. So I um, came up empty-handed, somewhat, but uh, I don't feel bad about it.
0: That's fair. No, I think I think it works here because like it's never anything like that commands the space. This is one that is like a soundscape, right? So things come yeah. in, you notice them, and then they just become part of the the atmosphere. Um, what else is going on in this one? A little scratchy synths. They got harmonies at times. Um, I like when she does the hit me on the headline and then things just go like out. Like that's like an <laughs> instrumental break.
1: Ah, that is cool. That's a cool effect. Um, yeah, the, the, she also like the way she pronounces the lines changes up a bit. Like mm-hmm. the, it's not exactly the same melody, which definitely is something that pops up every once in a while. And it's not a song, like, the way he sings the melody in the original version is not, like, so, like, iconic or strong as a melody or anything. Yeah, for absolutely. for some parts, to me, but you can definitely, like, there's room to, to shift that around.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, That said, the toughest part about this version, and every version we talked about, is that the original is just, like, untouchable. <laughs> in my eyes, in my ears. Yeah. And this genre of music is a little played out for me. This, like, spacey... Yeah, this spacey, soft-spoken, like...
1: Stuff. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. The other thing is, I'm pretty sure that I would have given, like, best cover to probably the live version by Talking Heads from Stop Making Sense. Right. So, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. You don't have a chance against <laughs>
0: No, that's <laughs> for in, sure. Not in my mind. But so, you actually gave it to Shursher. Sure. Oh, well, fuck me. I don't then, think I we guess. talked about the live version.
1: Oh, well, I would
0: have if I had the chance. Uh, I don't remember sure. sure. Oh, Shursher's real bouncy. They're much more energetic, kind of in line with, like, other bands you like, like Wolfpack and shit, I would say. Cool. just at a at a glance. Not as funk-focused, but a little bit of that
3: in there. Oh, yeah, I actually do. I think I remember these guys.
0: Hey, yeah. But, yeah, for me, this one doesn't... It's not the worst version. I think it is solidly built for what it is. It's just not my cup of tea, ultimately. Yeah. And I think... Give, just, yeah, just given my own attachment to the song, like, I can't maybe fairly judge this. But there is a music video we can fairly judge. It's pretty easy to talk about, Alex, because it's not all that complex.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was filmed presumably in, like, mid-2020 or early 2020 even. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it shows their basement and also some scenic shots
0: of them on, like, a road trip. And I'm assuming Eastern Canada could be somewhere else. Um, my favorite part of this video is the bass player with the cat on his shoulders. <laughs>
1: um, I kind of skimmed this one.
0: I'll be honest with you. That's uh, fair. I missed um, the bass
1: player with the cat on his shoulders.
0: Yeah, well, there's a few shots of it because they have the shots of them just playing instruments. Um, and also the piano player playing this white piano out in fucking space. I just <laughs> not in space, but just like out in public on like a beach. Yeah, out in
1: space. Yeah, that's fun. And there's like stuff painted on the piano. It's like an yeah, with like dancing figures um, there's like a, a border around it I guess to make it look like film
0: yeah so it is supposed to play on this like nostalgia idea as well I think it's like oh and maybe particularly in the pandemic that hits a little harder like we're still in the pandemic obviously but yeah like the heat of it
1: but like when everything was closed and mm-hmm. we're like will we ever see our friends again
0: yeah will we ever go to a beach my god
1: <laughs> We go to a very cold-looking beach because of the filters they've put on. Because the it filter, yeah. So
0: yeah, it's like just cold spring. anyway. Shout out Eastern Canada. Yeah, but, yeah. That's that's this music video. I don't think we need to waste too much time on it, Alex.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of like vacation shots, but not actually.
0: Because we got to talk about. We do uh, a song recommended again by Ruby Swan. Follow her on YouTube, Ruby Swan music might be I do not know
1: how we missed this one the first time
0: running up that hill it's because I listened to it and said nah it's fucking boring (laughs) didn't put it on the playlist 2003 Um, this is a British rock band formed in London in 1994 and placebo this featured in the first episode of season 4 of the popular teen drama The O.C. And if I only
1: the OC. Yeah, buddy. Placebo? Placebo Placebo's actually apparently quite popular, or at least they've had some big hits.
0: Yeah, they sure have. Um, They've been around
1: for a long time. Um, They were sort of um, like the same time period as like Britpop, but they weren't that. They were kind of almost like an anti-Britpop thing. I'm sure it wasn't that big a deal to them, but I did hear a quote from, I think, the lead singer said something about like some of their old hits that he doesn't like anymore. He's like, but at least it wasn't as bad as anything that Oasis
0: ever wrote. <laughs> oh! uh, that That's the funny. quote that tore Oasis apart. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they were kind of positioned,
1: at least in, in some people's eyes. Right, as like an alternative as pop. Opposition to that. Yeah. Popular movement. Okay, i buy that. Um, They also did a song with David Bowie, so that's cool. And performed at his 50th birthday concert celebration.
0: Nice.
1: So he endorsed them, so that's a pretty big endorsement.
0: Pretty big (laughs) endorsement. Um, Of course, they're covering Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill, which is Freaky Friday the song, basically.
1: Yeah. And... there's all yeah like it's a it's a it's a body swapping song uh, yeah but it's also about it's not just like body swapping it's like two people in a relationship swapping bodies and that idea is they will understand each other more yeah come to, closer to, together
0: exactly uh, experience uh, because because each other's that. pains yeah. and fears and misgivings the things they are not telling each other that turn yeah. out to be hurting each other
1: and lives, they'll experience each other's lives. Yeah. And I think that kind of fits in, like, again, I don't know Placebo very well, I'll admit, but I did look them up. Um, and they have some, like, androgyny stuff going on mm-hmm. that I think fits in with some of the themes of this song.
0: Yeah, and I think with their video as well, which we might as well just talk about that now, it's close-ups of a whole bunch of different people lip-syncing the song, basically.
1: Yeah, that's, and I mean, it's very obviously 2003, just because of the hairstyles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's kind of it.
0: That's kind of the video. It's not that's that exciting. It feels right. like they maybe needed another element in there to some, some, you know, footage to cut between those slides of people lip syncing. But
1: yeah, just a bunch of different shots. There's a person on a bed. there's a person against a fence. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they just got people to send those in or something.
0: Yeah. That feel feels like, like a 2003 thing to do. Be yeah, like, yeah. here. Like upload it to video. our website, website. or MySpace. Do they Send have us MySpace a in O3? I in the mail. Oh uh, free, Yeah, I think so.
1: Oh, yeah. And this is the guy with the fedora that was, early, yeah. I think, early enough that the idea of wearing a fedora slash Trilby hat was not as tainted as
0: it yeah, is Yeah, it was not cringe, as the kids say.
1: Uh, as uh, they have said.
0: They've said it. I've said it just now. I'll say this, Alex. Hey, it's running up that hill. It is running up that hill
1: slow. It's kind of kind of edgy version. Yeah. Um. There, there's a lot of like space filling fuzz sounds. Yeah. In the background, and I think like f- the synthesizers comparing this to the original. This mm-hmm. one they sound a lot more like mechanical. A little right. colder. Whereas the original uh, had this like electric warmth. Right. To it. Um. Maybe just because it's built around a sample or something, but...
0: uh Could be, but yeah, one, like, even yeah. right off the bat, that synth you get is like, din, din, da, din, da, din, da, and is very, like, icy and cold and feels, yeah, like you said, like something machine-based.
1: Yeah, so it kind of maybe focuses a little bit more on, like, the isolation and the mm-hmm. the inspiration for thinking, like, I want to swap places with this person so we don't feel as isolated.
0: yeah. And, like, even his lyrics are very, like, his, his singing style is very emotionally detached. It's very mm-hmm. monotone. It doesn't hurt me. Do you want to see? Yeah,
1: it definitely feels a little more monotone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's
0: I'm also very, some, like, mm-hmm.
1: words in the background. I don't necessarily know what they say, but there's a lot of, like, echoey whispers there, and I things I think they like are that. just
0: talking about running up that hill. There's, like, a really low, crunchy one that does it. Yeah, and it is just saying like running up that hill. Okay, running up that building.
1: I like couldn't work out. Yeah, it was tough to work it out,
0: but it is there. (laughs) But yeah, very tense in the verse too. We've just got this like almost heartbeat drum, and his vocals. It's
3: very like uneasy, and like yeah, heavy piano
0: too. Like it heavy in terms of like builds a bit. Builds a bit. We do get a little build that You mean when they hit the piano? Yeah, it has, like, mm -hmm. the way it affects, it it feels like a weighted key, right? Yeah,
1: and, like, maybe a bit far further away, so it's not as loud, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it definitely sounds like
0: it was struck. Yeah, and if not, like, Linkin Park-inspired, then, like, Linkin Park-contemporary, because we're in that era, right? We are in that era.
3: Yeah, that voice comes in and goes, Be running
0: up that hill... And then we we hit the like yeah the build on this is slow because we just get uh, like a guitar and piano more fully in the chorus. Uh, what i On beyond fuzz comes in a little more I think after the chorus too. Oh yeah, you mentioned that the they fuzz feel that emphasis is
1: they fill that space.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this and like it focuses the on the. Yeah, discordant, like, vibe of where you are when you want to make this deal with God, rather than the sales pitch of being like, it'll be so fucking good. Mm, like,
1: and it'll be super cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: uh, I think that's a pretty good approach. hmm um, Clearly, some thought was put into it. Yeah. Or, you know, it's an, exp- uh, an honest expression of, of how they felt about the idea.
0: Yeah. There's a really video game synth that comes in on uh, verse two. Really? Yeah, kind of lower. Two, it's eh? got a like old school video game vibe to it.
1: Do you have a timestamp?
0: Go like 133. It's in there. It's pretty low. It's like, oh doom, yeah.
1: Doom, doom. Burp, yeah. Burp, burp. It's not like out of place or anything. But yeah. No. It's very like simple wave kind of situation.
0: Yeah, and building on that like inhuman aspect you were talking yeah. about.
3: Yeah. Um yeah, buzzing builds, we get some extra crunch, we get an instrumental bridge. That's really the tone on this though. Is that kind of like smoldering distorted devastation? <laughs> yeah. And I think I mean it, it
1: based on what I know about this group. It kind of fits in with their fits their in fame. with their
0: whole vibe, yeah. So I buy that.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it worked.
0: Yeah, good job to them. Um, next one comes to us from a uh, Twitter user at BrynFD, and the recommendation was "Fly Me to the Moon" Bobby Womack in 1969. Fly me- you know about Bobby Womack? Not much. Not I, know, I know him from, as like a gorilla's collaborator. Yeah,
1: he's on uh,
0: Stilo? Uh, yeah, Stylo? Stylo. Stylo. And I think another track of theirs. Uh, Cloud of Unknowing off that same album. Uh, he's done a few tracks with them. He... We just talked about, or are going to talk about, depending on how I release these, um... N- the family man himself, <laughs> Screaming Jay Hawkins, right, who has fifty-seven to seventy-five kids. Uh, another one with a weird history here is Bobby Womack. So he was—he's uh, American singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, and Sam Cook's backing guitarist. What a yeah. wonderful world. Um, he attempted to marry Sam Cook's widow seventy-seven days after Cook passed away, <laughs> and he was wearing Sam Cook's suit when he did it. Okay, maybe you thought that would help. The only reason it didn't go through was because he was under the age of twenty one and did not have permission from his parents to get married. <laughs> that's That's funny actually. Beautiful voice on this man though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorta whip good. us around here, but so we're talking about Fly Me to the Moon. Um originally written by I forgot his name. Oh my gosh, I did too. And he Made forgot-
1: famous by or not made famous by, but Probably the most popular version nowadays, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, yeah.
3: But words, he recorded by, it like
1: yeah. several decades after it actually was released, kind of thing. or That's like right. First, so, first recorded, I should say.
0: Yeah, because it re- initially got play as a cabaret track because Bart Howard, the the writer of it, wrote it in 1954 and like gave it out to these cabaret bars he was playing at. Called, in was other a, the words, at there. the time. In other right? words, yes. Um, I don't think we mentioned this in the original episode, but I will point it out now. Bart Howard is it was a gay man and this was written for his, his lover at the time. So it's a little bit. I think we did mention that in the episode. We did. Well, we've mentioned it again. So get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. We should. (laughs) Yeah. No. It's a cool guy. Um, yeah. I, it's, I like they brought up that it's an, it's actually called in other words, because Mm -hmm. I think the spacing on this version, Bobby Womack really punches the phrase in other words he really gives he really gives each phrase the time to land but the way he hits in other words lets us know that that is actually like the hook line and not fly me to the moon which is only said once right
1: yeah and i remember when we were um talking about it you could see the progression of the versions being called like in other words and being called in other words brackets fly me to the moon or something yeah, like and that then, like, and then, then fly brackets, me to the moon, in other words in other words and then eventually just fly me to the moon yeah as like fly me to the moon took over as the title um but uh, both you know both lines are significant probably in other words this is the original title obviously um, so even if the title it was released under was Fly Me to the Moon, you know, like, mm-hmm. could have just been, um, marketing, right?
0: It could have been, yeah, just because that's the song. That's what we talked about then, too, is like, that's what people knew was the first line. Um, and this album, Bobby Wilmax's debut album is called Fly Me to the Moon. And yeah. And this is the starting track, and I gotta say, what a fucking banger. <laughs> it's a, it's a good, uh, take on it. Yeah. Feels a little... Th- <laughs> Would you call this rhythm and blues? I would call this... Listen, if Van Morrison was screaming at me and a young Van Morrison when he was still cool to play some rhythm and blues music, I, I would put this on confidently.
1: Yeah, because I, I could definitely, honestly, hear Van Morrison do a cover of this version specifically. Oh, yeah. Um. So I think I I'm just always... <laughs> Not sure because I don't know the genre very well.
0: Fair enough. Right down um, to that guitar intro, though—that ba- 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 da- ba- 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 yeah. and the da- tone
1: on the guitar. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Um, and it's two minutes eight seconds. I feel like this is jam packed with like good stuff.
1: It is. It is quite short, and it has that. I mean, I guess the blues side of it, but like he, you mentioned there's a lot of space
0: to the lines, and
1: yeah, the. It's not like the other ones where it's like he, he does wait between lines. And uh even screams at one point, right? We should, like you just said, we talked about screaming Jay Hawkins and he's still screaming. I guess this is fifteen years later, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is cause he just he doesn't even do the full line off that. He goes flap And then we get the hordes... of bop burn bum fly me to the moon
1: yeah but I definitely like when we get a cover like this, I'm like well i I tend to like this style sort mm-hmm. of older you know this is late sixties to mid seventies whatever yeah. um so like I'm enjoying it, but like is there anything else I can like point out like is is there something that stands out about it or would to the to the to the average person the average
0: sorry I said the that average funny. person to well, so the, the average person here.
1: and um, I don't know, but um it stands out to me,,
0: yeah, I think speaking from this being his debut and and from where I know him from, which is near the end of his life, it's funny to hear that he's doing like the same shit <laughs> like, <50 laughs> years later, like because he does these like, ah! Ah! Get him out and that's like the same exact shit he does on these gorilla songs
1: uh because he's got a signature
0: yeah he's got a signature
1: yeah there's a fun moment in the song and the timestamp i have is 133 and where it sounds like there's suddenly a low end for like a couple seconds and it's just like a bass lick oh yeah but yeah when it comes in it's like and, bull, you know. bull, and it's like wasn't there before it's like they turned up the bass just for that part and then
0: turned back yeah, down again like, get that out it's only it's one good a moment movie. on the bass track they're like well we'll bump that up the rest are yeah. taken out
1: but this is definitely, like, this is a good one to sway to.
0: Yeah, that's, and, and I think really speaking of the one. original song, like, that's, it's, it has that really, like, airy, dreamy feel of love. It's very upbeat. um, And, yeah, like, he gives every line its its due. Like, there's not much in terms of lyrics. And he gives every line a bit of space so that you can live in it for a moment. You can think about Jupiter and then Jupiter and Mars because he breaks those up.
1: Jupiter. <laughs> my- yeah, oh,
0: awesome. yeah, and yeah, just like repeating good punctuation on way. things, repeating words. I think it is beyond just being, you know, a, a, an era of music you like. I think it's pretty solidly built.
1: All right, that's reassuring to
0: me. Because I, when when it came in, this one I was like, hey, yeah, this one should have been on there. I listened to it. I was like, fuck! Like, immediately, I was like, goddamn it, this is very good. <laughs> And, yeah, that, I think that bass, like, that, like, low-end moment sounds like they were also trying to get a solo started, and then they're just like, no, 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 and no. they no. cut
3: it out, yeah. <laughs> they cut
0: it out. Uh, yeah. Beautiful piece. Two minutes in. There's a fade-out that you think is going to pay off on the next track on the album. It does not. Yeah, that seems to happen a lot. And it happens. That's I didn't, business. yeah, I didn't love the fade-out. No, I would have liked a more definite ending for it. I think that's its biggest flaw. But, you know, it's 1969. I don't know. But I'll be honest with you. If anyone I was going to take over best version for, for an episode, this one would have done it for Fly it Me did the Moon,
1: a pretty I good job. I'm try- I don't remember what I gave best. I
0: gave... I don't uh, think the,
1: it was Avocado.
0: The kind of spooky one. It was... Um, uh, Jeff Duff. D- no, let's see. fly. yeah, I think it was Jeff Duff.
1: Yeah, that's. I what might I have given it to Jeff Duff.
0: Yeah, Jeff that one Duff. is quite
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, kind of Bowie inspired that one. It's neat, but this one I think hits the like the lovey dovey vibe in a better way for me. We didn't give Homer and Jethro number one. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you what, Alex. Love can be beautiful, like flying to the moon. It Can also hurt. Which oh, is it why sure can. Uh Twitter user at Alan Abbey suggested we do this one, Love Hurts by Emmy Lou Harris, featuring Graham Parsons in the year nineteen
2: ninety-eight. Love 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 and and-
0: yeah, these are some big names. These are big names. Uh, they're big country names. True, although
1: Graham Parsons was in like The Birds, the birds and stuff, yeah. and I guess Flying Burrito Brothers. And but I, I, I guess the other thing about talked about him before. We've talked about Graham Parsons. We talked about The Birds.
0: The, the phrase "cosmic American music" has come up before. Yeah, we talked about. Um, I think feel a whole lot better by The yeah. Birds, and was yeah, that a Graham Parsons about. like Bird song? That's, yeah, that's Birds. That's the Birds. Well, yeah, or, birds, or
1: but... they did it.
0: It oh, yeah. is their song. Yeah, I just because I don't know if he Clark. was always in the birds, like the whole oh, life cycle.
1: Yeah, he might have come up. I, I don't know if he was involved in that song now. I guess I could look at the song itself.
0: No, I don't think he was. No,
1: we have talked about the birds, but stuff. we
0: have talked about him. He came up either as a cover or for something else. But Bins. here we are talking about him yeah. again. With he's uh,
1: he's a big deal, although he died at age twenty six. So that's pretty young. That is very young. Um, and duet like we said with Emmylou Harris. That's right. Also, wait—the so year I've got is 1998. Is that
0: right? He died at 26. Yeah, he died in 73. Uh, so how the fuck did this version come? out? This must be much earlier than that, then. I wonder if
1: he recorded a version of this song, and then Emmylou like Harris just a sample. Cause really, the the song is them harmonizing the whole time. Right. So it she could duet. have used an existing recording. Yeah. Sung over that.
0: Um. So yeah, this song originally recorded by the Everly Brothers, written by Boodlow Bryant. Ah yes. What a name there. With uh,
1: notable versions by Roy Orbison, Nazareth. 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 Um, those are the ones I remember.
0: Jim a Capaldi? Share. Share. Jim Capaldi, that version fucking rocks. Yeah. But, um, yeah. anyway. So the reason this version didn't get talked about is because it is the sleepiest fucking country version you can imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very, um, I mean, if it was made in the manner which we suspect it was, which I think there's no other explanation if this did happen in 1990. um, Yeah. It is very, very vocal-focused, right? And you don't want to... probably don't want to overshadow a dead guy singing, right? Right. Um, So I think that is perhaps what's going on here. That could well be. Because then you just don't put... You you gotta like dial the instrumentation back a bit, but there's a fair amount of focus on those on those vocals, and I think like we didn't talk about like a duet version of this song, but it kind of no. works as a duet because you know love.
0: Because we're hearing both sides, more it's, it's than Greece. one,
1: and they're both yeah, they're both having, I mean the same reaction, but they're 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 singing about it in slight with slightly different notes, so they harmonize.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a hundred percent like it's yeah, they're singing in their backyards or in their bedroom, whatever, looking wistfully out the yeah. window.
1: Uh no, I think they're like on Main Street of okay, a town sure. in the West, the wild west. Right, it's a showdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their guitar and like singing to the moon.
0: Oh, okay. They're sitting on a porch, yeah. Or something, I don't know. Yeah.
1: But yeah, right, it's it and, and it's very country, you know, it's it's like there's like a strumming uh, an acoustic guitar, and then like some electric guitar comes in, and then a slide guitar too. Um, so the harmonies are very nice, and it's yeah, very like got that twangy country thing going on.
0: Yeah, twangy country. Um, I think the guitar solo is honestly a highlight here, just because everything else is so down tempo and so like.
1: Yeah, it's it's melancholy it's melancholy
0: it is like it is a style of country that to me is like what you play in a retirement home for old folks (laughs) you're like here this will help you guys wind down from bingo and they're like well thank you for that
1: yeah i really think where the strength lies is is the harmony in the vocals and yeah uh, the rest of it is not as important
0: right and yeah i guess her harmonizing with a dead man like good job yeah good job grand parsons for dying no i'm kidding (laughs) But yeah, you get the twangy guitar. Um yeah. It's just not for me, dog. I get that there's some like good harmonies going on here. But it's Hey, they do say stove. So it is an Everly Brothers cover, not a Nazareth cover.
1: But it would have been
0: before Nazareth. When did Nazareth? 1990? have been so- Nazareth was like 76, wasn't it? Well, but he would have Recorded it before. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying—the Grand Parsons part.
1: Yeah, so I guess you can fudge that a bit, but they didn't, and I think that makes sense too. Because, yeah. I mean, a country version—I don't think—is looking back at a Nazareth
0: version necessarily. No, it's like let's remember this Nazareth <laughs> like song. Remember the Everly Brothers, who
1: also sang together, so they would have harmonized. Like that's Ooh. right. So this is like let's do that.
0: Yeah, that's the thing—is is like we already got a duet version of this. Two brothers singing about how love hurts. Yeah. What's better than that?
1: <laughs> what is better than that?
0: Yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about it. I like the guitar solo. Anything and, else, Alex?
1: I don't know. Slide guitar sounds kind of cool. Slide guitar. Hey, who could say no?
0: That does it for our, our backlog. Yeah. Um, you got to... Wait, we, let's break this down, Alex. Best, worst, and weirdest uh, covers of this episode.
1: Of this episode?
0: Yeah, this episode specifically. What's the worst one, Alex? For me, it's "Love Hurts." I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alan. It's "Love Hurts." It's, it's, I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I probably Miley Cyrus for me. Oh, well, that's fair. Just I wasn't really doing it. Yeah, I know. yeah. didn't. You do know much. what? I'll do Miley Cyrus. Do I feel bad giving it? Oh. <laughs> right, Rand Parsons would...
1: can't hurt you. That's true. But... Pro- I mean, I mean, probably neither can Lou Harris. That's true. She probably know- He might know someone though.
0: He might. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Alex, best version. For me, it's flying to the moon. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna give it to uh, Icy Stars. Your love, I really liked that version. I think that's
0: a really solid choice. Yeah, Alex, what's the weirdest one though? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give it to Icy Stars for the weirdest because it it hit (laughs) me on a slant. Weird. There's a lot of strange stuff going on in there on a
1: (laughs) slant. Um, I guess for me, what was weird, like. It's not that the version's that weird. I am going to give it to Dizzy for this must be the place. Um because it it had like a weird effect on me. I just like the song so much, I think, mm-hmm. that I was like really just, I think mostly based on on the original one like I could not not sing along uh to that version and it was a little unexpected because I mean, I think the version's fine. Yeah. Um but i don't often sing along when the ver- i don't necessarily
0: like the version that much
1: but this song is it's got power over me
0: man it's it's a powerful song yeah so dizzy weird Canadian weird indie pop.
1: in a way that makes me feel powerless
0: that's something that's something to think about folks you got a different opinion similar opinion i want to send in more versions over the the four years we've been doing this that we didn't talk about Head us up on twitter Hashtag cover me pod at Jake Cressy at some Alex Wise guy. Send us comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at covermepod at gmail.com. And thank you to all of you who did submit, you know, recommendations. Submit. Submit. Alex's still worried about powerless now. Now I've said the word submit, he's, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's all, all over a, the place. Having a
0: crisis. Oh. Um, pff, that's it, folks. Rate us, review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us. Tell Alex about us. Tell us how we did. And that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, uh, go back in time and we'll
3: all listen to the Cover Me backlog.